Stag. Man and his amazing friends. It's another week. It's another episode of Stegman and his amazing friends. Welcome back, everybody. It's pretty good. That right there is the musical talents of Venom Boy and frequent guest star of the show, Mr. Donny Cates. What's up? How's it going? It's going really well, man. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that beatbox from... it was pretty good. Was yeah, fun. dog. What's up? It's like, is that Justin Timberlake? <laughs> um, yeah, doing good, man. Just got back from Singapore. Um, a place jet is set, Donnie. fucking banana jet set. Baby. Could you point it out on a map? Do you know where <laughs> I it can is actually? now? Yeah. I, I couldn't <laughs> until literally on the plane when like I looked up, up like how long the plane was. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, but goddamn, it's right there, huh? Yeah. I was like, what is that, Asia? Holy shit, I've never been to Asia. That'll be no fun. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, when we really were looking at cool going, we, we, I, I finally realized, I was like, Aaron, I don't, I don't know where that is in the world. <laughs> I knew yeah. it was in Asia. I didn't know it was in Asia, but I didn't know where in Asia. Asia's a big place, it turns out. It's a big place. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know a lot about Singapore now. Um, mm-hmm. It is one of, if not the most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. Um, it, what's the it temperature there like? Hot and is wet. It? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was the only drag is that it's it's super tropical. Um, and I'll yeah, fucking take it. I've never taken more showers in my life because like just like <laughs> going to, and the con was right across the street. But even just being outside for a second was just like you were drenched. Um, is it near uh, the ocean? Shout out. What's up? Is it near the ocean? Dude, yeah, it is. Um, but you can't. It's a tiny little island. Um, Singapore is. Um, it's only like thirty. I didn't, I didn't um, know it was an island. It, it sure is. You guys heard about the Singapore place? It's fucking crazy! It's awesome. Great. Oh, dude! Shout out to fucking Singapore, baby. So dope. Yo, shout out to CD Sabolski who mm. hooked it up. He just saw that like me and Jock and Greg Capullo and Megan obviously were out there, and he called ahead to a chef friend that he knows at a really amazing place out there and just hooked it up. And so we nice. got there and it was, yeah, it was like me and Jock and um, Andy Kubert and his wife and obviously uh, Greg and Jamie were there, Greg Capullo and Jamie's wife. Um, a lot of us there and um, Chef just came out and just started bringing us stuff, just bringing us like none of us ordered a single thing. It was a, it was one of the best meals of my entire life. So thank you, Siebs. I really appreciate that, buddy. Uh, I'm sure um, he's listening. Well, he listens every week. He has all the merch and everything. Speaking of merch, y'all see my dope ass hoodie. Oh, That's pretty sick. The merch, the merch. Gear. Our merch is the one shirt. I am not your nutsack. That's what we need to have made. Oh, we need to make merch, right? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yes, just got back from Singapore. Do you want to introduce uh, the other um, host of the show? Yeah, it's okay. Ryan Stegman's really... podcast. Ryan Stegman right. is here. Hey, Ryan. Hi. How are you this week? Uh, so, uh, last week I went to Troy, Michigan, where I live, and stayed Hell here. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it snowed, got three inches, baby. Three, oh, four yeah. Three inches, baby. It's good Hell shit. Yeah. White Christmas, here um, we come. Um, Ryan, can I ask you what you're working on right now? You can't. Why? I can't tell you. I can't, I can't well, say well, that, can right? You, can, you, can, you, can you mention the process by which it's being created yeah it's donnie exciting this is cool donnie and i so we were in louisville we got the um we had gotten the assignment to do something specific and uh we started working on it there we just kind of talked it out and so donnie basically wrote like a sentence for each page and uh this thing that i'm working on is is full marvel style yeah uh, essentially yeah. where we're yeah i mean uh, 
I, I get to add all the ideas that I want Ooh. to. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's something that we've never done before. I've, people who have seen maybe like the director's cut of Absolute Carnage and stuff like that or um, any other, if you've seen examples of my scripts, I, I tend to be pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ryan and I have been working together hand in hand for so long on this book. Uh, but that for this particular assignment, um, we were together uh, for like two weeks almost on the road. We went to Marvel for a little summit, and then we went mm-hmm. to Louisville, like he said. And it just we were in the room talking to our editors, and I, and I was like, they just kind of dropped it on us that like, hey, Donnie's needs to get his script in on Monday for this. And I was like, dude, I don't know how I'm gonna do that. And I think it was Nick Lowe in the room who was just like, well, why don't you guys just talk it out? Yeah, like you guys are homies and stuff. And so we did. We, we just like you know on the plane there, and um, you know hanging out at bars and stuff. We just beat it out, and like I. I don't. I still didn't write a script. I, I've, I've never written a script for it, and like Ryan just like landed and started drawing, and the pages have come in, and they're perfect. I mean, oh, I, I mean, yeah. no, awesome. <laughs> like, like honestly, no surprise, right? Yeah. Like of Ryan course. and I are on the same wavelength as to like, you know, how to how to drop a shot, like how to do a page turn, like how to you know our our pacing is so in sync. So it's it's been really exciting. For me personally, because it means that I don't ever have to write a script ever again. For yeah, writing. he's gonna start taking advantage of this. Dude, but it's I, over. honestly, it's th- over. Because here's the thing, this- dude. I, I I still get paid my full rate for this script. <laughs> That's so. true. This feels like what I assume it felt like back in the day when they all worked in a studio. Where I'm mm-hmm. sure they would just kind of like shoot the shit and they'd be like, oh, that's a good idea. You know, like throughout the day, that's a good yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up in the in the pages. So that's kind of how it's worked. Like I started drawing it and I would just send Donnie, you know, like I've had a few questions here and there. But they're really just like, hey, can I do this? And you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's been really cool. Like it, 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 it frees him up and, it, and it, it eventually what's so cool about it, too, is it'll end up freeing me up on the on the back end because I'm going to go in and you know, drop dialogue and drop captioning and stuff. And mm-hmm. what's really, you know, as a writer, if you're working with somebody that you don't know that well, the fear is always that like, ah, oh, man, I'm going to have to go in there and explain so much. You right. Know? Like their storytelling is not going to be clear. And so it's going to be really clunky, you know, like the, the be Eddie being like, or I mean, or, or whoever the character is, um, uh, walking along and explaining what you're already seeing. Right. And that's how you get a lot of that old, those Marvel older Marvel books that are that feel like that, right? Um, but with this, Ryan is so additive. Like he's he's adding little pieces and little de- details that I get to then go in there and like play with and like add to the story. This, um, yeah, I've I've only done Marvel style one other time, and uh, I definitely feel like I was trapped in the mindset of being not additive. I was just like so used to having a full script that I mm-hmm. wasn't adding much. I was just like, okay, right. they're talking, so now here's some headshots. Yeah. You know, so that they can write the dialogue. And I really yeah. didn't like the way that it came out. So this time I, I definitely, I mean, I've written some stuff in between. So I kind of get, you know, a little more of how that stuff should work. So I feel like it's going pretty awesome. It is really awesome. And and, and, and for those speculators out there. Um, oh, you, shit, yes. Y- yeah, you won't, you won't know what this thing is that we're doing for a while, but... We will. Uh, we'll hype it. We'll hype it. Oh, you, you the guys, hype train! It's you guys back. will know when it's announced, and um, I would scoop it up for that first appearance, baby. Yes, speculators, be, beware! Speculators, yeah. go get it. <laughs> go get it, baby. Knock the kids um, out of the way at the comic book store. Yeah. Grab this thing. So, um, that's what we're doing. I'm doing a million things. I um, I just turned in. My final pass on the God Country screenplay. Nice. Oh, congrats. Um, 
the old thorn in the side. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's been an an, honestly just an incredible opportunity to learn how to do that thing, and 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 learning only a thorn in the side because it's it's a massive workload, you you know. Um, But really, uh, just really cool, really, really, really cool uh, to have gone through the experience and. I know. I've finished my first screen. I just shot my first screen tests to star in that movie. So yeah, dude, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. When I was in Singapore, uh, not once, not twice, but three times, I was asked um, that people uh, by like interviewers and by fans um, that they had heard a rumor that I'm starring (laughs) in God Country, (laughs) and I was like, Uh. what? I was like, there's like four characters in that, and they were like, yeah, Roy, the son, you're playing Roy. I was like, no. I was like, I'm not an actor. Like, I, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do. I mean, yet, right? I don't want to have anything to do with that. And then they were like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't start it if they asked you. And I was like, no, well. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, I just don't know if I have the star power to really Listen, get it. No one, Eminem how was... douchey would it be? Can you imagine a world in which, like, next week it's announced that I am actually starring in my own film? Like, Eminem starred in a movie cool. where he just acted like himself and looked serious at the camera the whole time. He didn't move his face the entire movie, Who? and people were like, "Oh, this is uh, this is Oscar worthy." This is Eminem. Oh, when yeah, he did yeah, Eight yeah. Mile, I think it's a good. Yeah, it was Eminem a good was movie. Already, uh, Eminem was already in, in the front, like uh, front, like front of the camera. That's uh, true. That's uh, true. Like, you know, personality. I'm a I'm a writer. You know, you I know I have movie star good looks and hair. But wow. like guys, there's guys, something to be said for somebody that creates that really a vanity project simply to show off that they That's are capable true. of anything. <laughs> and I think that if God Country slowly morphed into just the Donny Cates show, God. I don't know. I just, I know. I just think about. I just think about like if I were to see, you know, uh, undiscovered country found its star in Scott Snyder, I'd be like, what the fuck is Scott oh my God. doing? Scott, it would be amazing. No. Like, it would I give would us so much so... ammunition. We would all be like to his face. We'd be like, that's a great idea, Scott. And then behind his back. I know. Go, what the fuck? I'd be so weird. I would be, it'd be so weird. And like, like, I, I don't know. It's just, it was so baffling that like, for, for whatever reason, in Singapore, people think that I'm also an actor. That's bizarre. It's pretty um, sick to me. So I got that done. Let's see. I am, um, I'm about to write my last issue of Baby Teeth, which is exciting. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, right, we'll uh, end at issue twenty, um, which is a weird thing. I've been working on it for a very long time, um, and I have written uh, the first issue of uh, my first uh, my my two new image books, um, and that it was uh, incredibly stressful and very hard. Both I announced have... or neither announced? None of them are announced. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, but I had forgotten like what it was to write without, um, without like the, I don't know, like to drive on an unpaved road. Yeah. Right? The, like, without you the know, when cannon behind yeah, your like when you, you know, even though like in my Thor number one, right. Is a, is a big important book for me. And it's like, it was, you know, it was really hard to do that, to establish your voice and all that kind of shit. It's still like you're walking into a book that people, when they open it up, they know it's fucking Thor. Like they right. know who Thor is. They, they, they know what Asgard is, Like the world is prepared. For, for you to do your thing. And I'm like, it's been such a long time since I've been like, oh no, you gotta build fucking everything. Yeah, you and have to write so much like, before you write when you do something. Right, like that. exactly. Yeah. You know, and like, um, it's, one of those books that I'm doing is 
they're very they're both very different one is very very small and like intimate um which i'm actually more comfortable with and the other one uh the one that probably you know more about ryan is the biggest goddamn craziest thing i've ever done in my life and i've zero clue if it's going to work or not so nice um, it'll work it'll work <laughs> i hope so so that's what i've been doing um right my ass off i i got rid of all the pumpkins on my porch today by taking them out in the backyard and shooting them with a bow and arrow uh as i am wont to do when i am um when i am stressed out get the old compound bow out and buck up some punkies and you're um, gonna do it all while listening to jeremy renner's album just oh my like god Matt rosenberg can we talk about that podcast with Matthew Rosenberg? For a I can't believe I, you I, listened to it. I've never heard our podcast. I okay, no bullshit. I listened to the Matthew one, and I uh-huh. listened to the. Uh, you guys had Scotty on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I listened to the Scotty one because I find Scotty just probably the Chip hilarious. episode. Maybe the everybody. I maybe listened listen to the Chip, chip one. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as like hosted by Ryan and you guys yes, ones, yes. I don't give a shit. Um, Neither do I. <laughs> but I listened to the Matthew one because uh, two reasons. I, um, I Matthew's my best friend, and mm-hmm. I love him. And he is my best friend because he is quietly one of the funniest human beings on the face of the face. He really is. He is fucking unreal funny, um, and is so fast and is so clever, and it shows in his story and it says everything that I was genuinely like as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to hear the episode, um, but it was weird. I was in Singapore listening to it, and like, like there's two of my best friends on the podcast, Ryan and Matthew, right? And they're talking, and I have my headphones on, and I legitimately, like, two times in a row, forgot that I couldn't chime into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, it wasn't a phone call that I could be like, oh, yeah, that's hilarious. You remember that time? Oh, right, this is Because <laughs> I'm just oh, so man. used to talking. Like, they're probably the two people that I talk to besides my wife the most on the phone. And so mm-hmm. it was just bizarre, like, hearing them talk. A um, couple things. I can fucking read. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, did we say you You fucking assholes. I forget. Yeah. I don't um, remember saying that don't... at all. I'm so sorry. I, and it's not that I and you put me on blast for not uh, uh, not liking manga. Um, <laughs> that was a true story. The story yes, I told it was, was true. It was a true story. It one hundred percent was a true story that you tried to give me this stupid fucking backwards book, and I was oh like, my God. That, <laughs> that is one hundred percent true. Um, but uh, it does not mean that I don't like manga. I don't know if I do because I refuse to read it. Oh, uh, oh because that you because you can't read like it. It means that I don't. I don't have an opinion. I truly thought I that we were safe saying one. just about anything because I truly never thought you would ever listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could, we thought we could just shit all over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got caught, guys. Um, but super good podcast. Really liked it a lot. Matthew's brilliant. Um, yes. One of the best writers and best people that I know. On this I podcast. will say I texted Ethan and Griffin afterwards and I said, guys, I think that was a really good episode. And then they were like, yeah, it was awesome. And I said, I think the reason is because I actually tried. <laughs> Honestly, Ryan, you know what you did, bro? You leaned in. You yep. leaned in. You leaned oh, forward. I'm, I'm yes, leaning exactly. in right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know you're leaning right now. you got to stay leaned in, Plus, son. Plus, we had, the, uh, we had the middle part figured out, which is going to lead us which, to what we're doing speaking today. Speaking of the middle part, I was oh going to say, the, what was great about the Matthew thing is that, lo and behold, however many of 30 episodes in or some shit... Oh my God, a structure. 
Yeah. Oh my God, it's here. Yes. <laughs> oh my this God, is actually here. this is our 25th episode, everybody. So that that's right? a little bit and of a milestone, quarter of the way to a hundred. So congrats, everybody. Wow. Hey, is this really? That's awesome. Is this mm-hmm. our last for the year? Uh, until that's January up to 1st? Mr. Ryan Segman. <laughs> no, well, it comes out what. this week. We've got two mm-hmm. more, I think, before. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we should do in the in the in the the, the new year. I know we have to get to a uh, uh, a little setup, a little uh, segment here, which is nice. Um, but uh, the first week of the new year, we should come on and talk about Thor number one. That's on sale I'd love January to. 1st. I, I, w- I want to be here for that. Even if we should try to get Nick on too. That'd be wonderful because I I am uh, uh, about to explode not being able to. Talk about it for so long. I'm so anxious to hear people have to say about it. Um, that comes so out we'll, two Wednesdays from now. Uh, oh my God, is that true? Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Before right. before well, January first, it comes out. January first, yeah. One, oh, it one. comes out January first. Okay. One okay. one two zero, bro. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. we'll get Nick on. You got to get him. His e- all right. We don't need to talk about all the logistics. <laughs> yeah, Four <laughs> years to almost to the day that God Country came out. That's pretty sweet, fun. man. Know, and to right? kick off the the new year with a brand new uh, right. brand new book, that's gonna kick a whole bunch of ass. Um, I hope I'm super so. excited to so. hear about it and and so. it as everybody is. So, all right, Griffin, hey tell guys, them what we're doing today? All right, what are so, we doing? Well, last episode we've been referencing like, holy shit, we found this structure, we found this thing that works for us. Last episode was the first time we introduced. Uh, doing these like these five questions that we just ask everybody right that was the first time we ever did it and we did it fucking with, of course. james lipton style i love Hell it yeah. absolutely yeah uh courtesy of mr ryan segment that that was his idea um and it works perfectly and uh we did it with rosenberg last week it was fantastic but of course we realized we should probably set a we, should, we need a little bit of a baseline we if we're going to ask a bunch of other people these questions we got to know what the Venom boys have to say. Of course, for guests right. that have already questions. passed, like Scotty Young and Charles So, those are people that we'll, <laughs> well just... We'll get we'll them def- back on. I yeah, was going to say, revisit them in 22. I, I, I don't think that we should ever do a double guess, so I guess we'll just never know what those guys' favorite series we'll and artists are. <laughs> we'll never know. That's an know. interesting theory, Ethan, but... Uh, I don't know if that's... <laughs> there's not that many people in the industry, bro. <laughs> well, no, the no show will just end guess. like early next year. Oh, okay. We'll have interviewed everybody and we'll, we'll just move toss on. in the towel. Yeah. <laughs> so we well, have these questions. Um, yeah. Do you should want? Should we name this segment? I feel like we should name this. Like just uh, just the uh, five questions. Ooh, five it's questions, questions time. Yeah. And if yeah, you yeah. know if somebody repeats and they've already done the five questions, we'll just have a new five questions for them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I, we need to get like a theme song or like a, or a fucking uh, like a or like a rap from Ethan. Yeah. Hey, Griffin, what's, you what's your what's your favorite thing? That's my favorite thing too. Five favorite things. That's my rap. Yeah, <laughs> fucking crushed it, bro. First take, whatever. Wow, <laughs> whatever. We'll, we'll we'll get it in post. We'll find. I can yeah, we'll, I can we'll auto tune that a little yeah, bit. Was, I thought that was good. No, you know what? I think we should. I think that's. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's what Great. we have yeah, to do. We'll right? just put that time. in every time. Every time. <laughs> no, we have to do it live um, every time. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. So get it down. Rehearse right. it. To memorize it. So what is? what are these five questions? Should yeah. Should we do it? Should we go just bang it out? We will. I will ask you these questions. Okay. And do you Donnie guys... will answer first and I'll answer second. We're going to have to kind of speed through a little bit because we're going to get to fan questions and celebrity questions. Oh, what? my God. We have celebrity so many questions, questions this week. Uh, and the first question, Donnie... Right. 
is who is your favorite comic book writer of all time boy um i i told you to think about this earlier (laughs) that's true ryan did text me and say uh hey man these are the questions i need you to think about them and ryan what was my response back uh, I don't no. think unless I'm getting paid. I said, I don't think for free. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I said, I'm not going to think about this at all. And true to my word, here I am. Yep. I haven't thought about it at all. Um, <laughs> honestly, uh, there's when I was a retailer, like I was reading everything. Like, okay, growing up, it was Garth Ennis. Um, uh-huh. It was Neil Gaiman. Um, Bendis was a, 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 just a, a mind explosion for me that, honestly, I won't go over because you guys covered it in the last episode. Because <laughs> Matthew, Absolutely. Matthew nailed it that it was just like it was uh, you know you look at you read pa- I mean powers powers is like a huge deal for me that I read that and I was like well fuck I'll never be as smart as Alan Moore but like this is just like pure like amazing like down to earth comics you know mm-hmm. I've always described it as a difference between like like you know what's really good is uh, like, like a 10 course meal prepared by a master but what what's also good is like some fucking Mexican street corn that's just like perfect you know it's like like mm-hmm. three Three things on it, just like really, and like that's the difference between like an Alan Moore, or a game, and like a Bendis. Like, it's, 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 he's not trying to outsmart you. He's just like, he's just efficient and perfect in his craft. Um, so those were big guys for me, but honestly, I'd be lying if I didn't say Jason Aaron. Um, right. You know, Jason's my dude. I think it's apparent in my work um, as well. Um, Jason was the first guy that I really, like, when I started getting into. Uh, wanting to be a writer, I started to, um, I was like reading every comic book that came out and I would I'd be reading a book and be like, God damn, this is good. Who the fuck is this? And, and every single time it was Jason. And then, um, you know, I'm just, um, I'm incredibly fortunate enough to, uh, to know Jason and call him a friend. I was stalking Jason's Thor run on the shelf as a retailer. Um, and if a time traveler went back in time and told me that, I would be following him on that. I would uh, uh, never believe it. It's, it's fucking insane. I wasn't even writing comics when his Thor run began. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that he came out fully formed, too. That he came yeah. out with Scalped, and it was perfect. And the first issue yeah. was like a masterpiece. Well, go back one further than that is uh, the other side. I forgot that he did that before. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was amazing also. It. And that was one of the first things I read from him. And it has one. It has a panel that solidified him as my favorite writer ever. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I had read like I had read Scalp and a few of his Marvel stuff and everything. And then I went back. And I just found everything that he had. And there's this panel. Um, there's this uh, American soldier um, in like a bunker. I'm probably I'm probably fucking this all up. But um, he's like depressed and he's like fucked up and he's freaking out and he looks down at his rifle. And a speech balloon comes out of the rifle's barrel that just says, put me in your mouth. And I was like, "That's this is my favorite writer. That's the most <laughs> fucked up thing I've ever seen in my life. That's so brilliant. I had just never seen the medium like used in that way. It was, right. uh, it was just, it was so impressive. So that's my answer, Jason, obviously. Awesome. Ryan? Uh, my favorite writer of all time is Alan Moore. I know it's it sounds trite or whatever to say that, but he is... Uh, you know, he's just got the craziest ideas and he's so far above everybody else intellectually, mm-hmm. um, which I think can, you know, sometimes make his work sometimes a little smarmy, maybe more just his comments, uh, <laughs> you know, in real life other than his, <laughs> his, uh, written work. But, uh, he's, you know, I think that, um, 
Swamp Thing, his first issue of Swamp Thing, well, the first, the, the anatomy lesson, because I think he wrote a couple yeah, of course, uh, right. filling in for finishing up for um, Len Wein. But uh, I think that's the best written issue of a comic book ever. Um, I think <clears throat> a close second to that issue in terms of writing for a, num- for a first issue is, uh, is Preacher. So Garth Ennis is like mm-hmm. 1A mm-hmm. to the point where I've been in a room with Garth Ennis um, one time at C2E2. And it was one of the few times that I've been in a in a place, um, and a bit you know I'll get starstruck. I'll see you know like Joe Casada makes me nervous. Uh, Todd McFarlane makes me nervous. You know all these guys, Rob Liefeld, all these guys they make me nervous. But uh, Garth Ennis walked into the room, and for whatever reason I felt like how do I get out of this room immediately? Because clearly <laughs> I'm in the wrong place. Oh, like this room is not big enough for both of us. I'm sorry that I'm here. I wanted to say that as I walked out. I'm hey, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'll see you later. Uh, but yeah, he's he's amazing, and I love everything that he does. Did I ever Sweet. tell you my Garth Ennis story? No. Oh my god. Have you heard Nick Lowe's story? I'm not going to tell it on the. I just want to know. I we should probably shouldn't tell Nick's story. No, I don't. Maybe I have. Maybe I have. Tell me after the after right. over. But mine is so goddamn humiliating. I was outside of this bar at a New York Comic Con. Maybe two years ago um and um you know uh all my jerk off buddies were super drunk and i was out there smoking a cigarette and i saw garth ennis walk out and um oh my god it's so embarrassing i I, i'm realizing now i can't back out telling this story um so uh i saw i just locked i was like oh my god that's fucking garth ennis holy shit and i could see he's like got a cigarette in his mouth and he's like patting around like oh he doesn't have a lighter and I was like, I'm the only other guy smoking out here. Like, oh, shit, this is about to happen. Oh, um, and so he walks over and he asked me for a light. And I'm like, yeah, man, absolutely. I give him a light. And then my drunk fucking asshole buddy turns to him and goes, and he goes, hey, you're Garth Ennis. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, um, do you know Donnie Cates? And he like looked up at me. And before he could say anything, my jerk off buddy goes, he's the new you. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Garth just looks at me with this like little smirk, like kind of cocks an eyebrow, and he goes, "Oh, is that right? Oh, and the, the, the new me." And like, I my heart just like dropped into my stomach. Oh, and what I what what I meant to say, <laughs> what I meant by this statement was, no, no one could ever replace you. You're fucking Garth Ennis. You're incredible. Right. But what came out of my mouth was he said, oh, is that right? Are you the new me? And I said, no, sir. I'm the first me. <laughs> and you're, and it sounded smart in your head and then you said, right. <laughs> and then, yeah, right. as it came out of my mouth, Garth just kind of like nodded wordlessly and walked off into the night. And Ugh. I turned to my buddies thinking I nailed it. They were like, the, the first me? What does that mean? And I was like, oh no! I was like, why fucking say that to him? Like, god damn it, dude. Ugh. I'm red just fucking I hate that. Out. I hate that. I've done that it's so many times where I put my foot in, in my mouth. It's the only time I've ever met him. It's the only time I've ever spoken to him. And I'm, I'm so happy that he probably doesn't remember it at all. Ugh. All right. What's our next question? Well, real quick, Ryan, uh, off of the Alan Moore thing, do you have any particular opinion about like Doomsday Clock and the HBO show and just touching that universe? Like, because I know a lot of people immediately, if they love Alan Moore, are very diametrically opposed to touching his stuff. 
Well, first of all, Watchmen's not my favorite thing that he's done. Right. I, I would say I'm reading Miracle Man for the first time right now. I'd yeah. say I like that better than Watchmen. I like mm-hmm. Swamp Miracle Thing better than Watchmen. I think that Watchmen's great, uh, right. but it's not my... I mean, I've read it probably like five times, and and it's just... I feel like it's the thing... It, the thing that happens with art sometimes where a guy will create several great things and then everybody's primed and ready for that la- for the next thing and they say that's their best thing you know it's like right, right, people right. saying that the Mona Lisa is da Vinci's best it's like well you know like it's it was kind of like a culmination of that point um, but I guess I'm fine with it like he did do work for hire like that's just a fact um, so I, I mean I'm not gonna get into all that but I I think that he's. It's okay for him to be upset about it. It's also okay for Dave Gibbons to not be upset about it and be super rich. So, <laughs> right. <you know. laughs> I, I I I will comment on that and just say that like, um, it, it's a drag to me that as a like the cultural synopsis of Alan Moore is as this like um, uh, grumpy old man. I fucking yeah, hate right. that. Like the guy. Yeah clearly loves this medium he he put he gave his entire life you know to this medium and to superheroes and to right. like and to this industry and every facet of this industry and we all talk about him like he's the fucking get off my lawn old man who's like disconnected with all this shit and i fucking i hate it i mean i went to his fucking house i've 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 told the story on this podcast right of going to his house yeah, and yeah, knocking yeah. on his door. And, dude, like, if if he was the grumpy old man who hates comics that, like, we, that as a as a culture, we've, like, painted him as, like, that story would have never happened, you know? And I, you know, I, I, again, like, Jeff and I, as soon as he opened the door, we were unannounced. As soon as we opened the door and I said, hey, my name is this and his name is that, and we make comics, he was just instantly as cool as and, and, and as nice and supportive as he could possibly be right you know um right. and so i as far as the watchman show goes and um you know all that kind of stuff you know i don't know man it's um i just don't have a nuanced enough opinion on the whole I thing know, I, don't, either. I, I just i i have th- heard the show's great i've watched the first episode i liked it i'll probably watch the it's rest good. of it i didn't like the Zack snyder movie um <laughs> but you know this is what happens, I guess, and you know, I'm. Yeah. I'm I mean, listen, I I, I'm I always have of, regular Watchmen. It still exists, so right. Whatever. Listen, I mean, it's such a new thing that it's because it's happening within our timeline. But like, I don't, I don't think that what I'm about to say is a controversial, shitty thing. Like, we all go and see Spider-Man films, right? Right. Like, we all go and see Batman films. We all, we all go and see these. Like the situation by which those things were created is not different than how the Watchmen TV show or Doomsday Clock has been made. It's just that it's happened in real time within your lifetime. Right. Right. Um, like our kids, if they're watching season forty-eight of the Watchmen TV show, will be as disconnected from it as we are going and seeing a Batman movie or a TV show. Well, I'm but, sure that someday somebody's going to do something with Null, where we're like, man. They fucked that right. up, you know, and it'll make us <laughs> yeah. mad. But at the same time, I'll just yeah. Well, I, I think, at, the, at, the, at the same time, though, I mean, you gotta we we we. I feel that like, you know every generation, these things get better, and right. you and I are in a better spot than you know than Dave and Alan were in there. I mean, God, I mean, I mean, think about it like this. I mean, you go and see a Batman film. Bill Finger's name is nowhere near it, right? At least with the Watchmen thing, Alan's name isn't on it by choice. 
and Dave's name is still on it, right? Like that's a there's a there's a progress to these things, and you know we're behind a little bit from other mediums, um, uh, but it's getting better. And I, you know, artistically speaking, I think that Watchmen TV show is pretty fucking on point to the original intent of the piece. So that's did you a, did, have a, you watched all of it? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm as up to date as. As a human being can be. It's I need to get I, I need to get caught up because you I, should be caught up. I don't want to get spoiled or anything. On this, you're gonna get spoiled if you don't get caught yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's let's. What's the next? What's the next thing here? Uh, on the flip side of that is who is your favorite artist? Um. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Brian Michael. Ben, this was texting me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> does, does he have a question for the podcast? I'm I'm hoping that he does. Um. Um, let me let me see. Uh, we're recording now. Uh, okay, um, who's my favorite artist, like of all time? Mm-hmm. God, I really should have thought about this beforehand. <laughs> um, my God, um, that I got it, man. I I I. See, now that I'm about to say this, I realize that it was the answer that Matthew gave, but I'm going to say Bernie Wrightson. Because I'm trying to think about, like, who was the first artist as a kid that I was, like, I was just, like, mesmerized by. And Bernie was that. Um, um, Let me see. George Perez, as I grew up, was just, like, a dude that I was in awe. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Brian just sent me his question. Ooh. Topical, Brian. Okay, we'll get into that later on in a segment called Celebrity Celebrity Questions. Um, um, yeah, uh, George Perez was a big dude for me. Uh, of the current crop, I Esod's a guy that I'm 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 uh, enormously in love with. Alex Ross was a big deal for me. Uh, Kingdom Come was a was a just a, a you know a, a mind bomb to steal something. Um, gosh, I don't know. I, that's really hard for me to, to nail down. Really, like, it's hard for me to pick one one guy. Matteo Scalera is a big dude for me. Well, tell me, tell me this: what was what was the artist that made you first aware that artists drew that there were individual artists that drew comics? You know what I mean? Like how yeah, when you're I younger you and you, yeah, yeah. It was either Perez or Bagley. Okay. Um, I remember tracking Bagley from like, I remember like being proud of myself. Like Bagley was one of the first guys that I was like, like without looking at the cover or looking at the credits, I was like, oh, I know that guy. Like I right. know that artist. It was like an issue of Amazing Spider-Man or that like went over to Venom or something like that. And I was like, oh shit, I I know who that guy's name is, you know. And like that's one of the things that like I'm I I I remember I was over at my brother's house and I just casually mentioned to him that like. You can put up literally any drawing from any comic in front of me, and I'll be able to tell you who 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 drew it. And he was like, "No, no, you can't." And I was like, "It's my fucking job, dude. Of course I can." And so he just Google image searched Spider-Man comic and went through like every page. And I just like I just like was able to like rattle it off the, like every single one. But I think that uh, yeah, God's honest, sure that 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 probably started with Bagley. Okay. Um, and dude, you know what? Um, Bagley was kind enough to I'm, I'm doing a book with Bagley right now Venom Island coming up but um, Bagley stepped in for the first three pages of Absolute Carnage number five because um, that is uh, spoiler alert uh, Carnage's last issue and Bagley drew his first issue which we thought was cool um, those pages came in the mail 
the other day. I own those pages, and I'm very, very, very honored to own Bagley pages in my household. Um, my favorite current artist, though, is obviously Ryan Stegman. Thank you. I did it. Yes. yes. I didn't have to prod or anything. I'll go sh- short with my answer here. Uh, it's ob- I mean, we, we've because yeah, we've hammered it's it home. Yeah, and yeah. It, <laughs> I, I'm influenced by so many more artists now, but his art meant so much to me at a specific time, and is the reason that I do it. So it's it's just it's an easy call. You know, I I didn't get yeah. into all comics at the same time. I got into McFarlane comic books, and right. then I branched out from there because growing up I didn't really have access to any of it. So it was a uh, yeah, it was all it was all McFarlane for a good year there, and then you know, my obsession bled over into, you know, I got into Capullo, who I loved, you know, so much, and like Michael Golden is probably my favorite overall you artist. Have for, so much in common. We you have so much in common. Your cartooning and your acting is so is so golden in places. Yeah, I mean, he he to me is the the perfect blend of all the things that I like lighting, uh, uh, cartooning, um, storytelling, like he is second to none. So, uh, overall I would say, um, that golden's my favorite, but McFarlane's the one that means the most to me. And still, I, you know, I, I still have all the Spider-Man issues, uh, that he did right next to where I work. Cause I like to just like flip through them for kind of, there's like an inspiration to, the uh, energy in his work, that yeah. it inspires me immediately. I open it up and I look at it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not being energetic enough today in my work. Like it is. It, it can't be. You know, it's got to have a little more movement, a little more bounce. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Sweet. Um, next up is what is your favorite comic series? Comic series title. What do you want to say? No, skip that? skip series. Do uh, do. Um, favorite uh, single, single issue. issue. Yeah, cool. Favorite single so, issue, Danny. Yeah, favorite single issue. I, I I actually did think about this a lot. Um, because that was the one that I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to freestyle that one because I it's so specific, right? Um, um, you know, it was going to be a Bendis issue, but he's he's picking on me in our text, so, <laughs> so never mind, Brian. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> It's moments, um, <clears throat> it's moments that like stand out to me. Um, there's, there's like Miracle Man number like 18 or 17, I think. And I, I won't say why because, because uh, Ryan's reading it right I'm now. I'm in the middle of it right now. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know it, but it's a really big issue and it's, it's something that you see in modern comics all the time. Mm-hmm. Executed in a brilliant way that you've never seen before, before or after the way they they do it in that issue. That seems um, to be what he does throughout all of Miracle Man is because like yeah, present normal things in a new way. Because like there's no discernible what you would call a hook to Miracle mm-hmm. Man. It's just a really fucking phenomenally like well told superhero story. Right. It's 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 not as big of a deconstruction as like a Watchmen is. No. Right. Um, it's more existential. It's 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 quieter, certainly. It maybe asks the question more of like what it means to be that with him like switch, switching between Mickey and Miracle Man more, right? And like 
the toll it takes on you. But at the end of the day, it's just a fucking brilliant issue or a brilliant uh, series. Um, that being said, I the thing that I kept on coming back to, um, there is a moment. Are in, you revealing you thought about this without getting paid? I did. I'll send you an invoice. Um, there's the 9-11 issue of Spider-Man is uh, unbelievably powerful. Uh, it's J. Michael Straczynski and Junior Junior. Um, it's fucking crazy good. Um, and it came out like a month after the events ha- happened. And for JMS to be able to gather himself enough and deliver such a powerful piece of work is, is beyond me. Um, and be able to like distill things down, find such hope and such beauty and such menace as well. The, one of the final lines of the book is, um, I did not go read this, but this is off the top of my head. Um, so don't give me shit if I fuck this up. Um, um, it's a caption along the line of, um, you wish to, to wake us from our slumber. You wanted to get our attention. Well, message received. Look for your reply in the thunder. And I've always thought that was so unbelievably menacing. Um, and especially now in hindsight, knowing what happened, like after the towers fell down is so, it's so, uh, fucking scary and weird. Um, so that's a big one. The other one that I keep on coming back to, and I was thinking about just like singular moments, and I'm probably really going to fuck this up because I want to say this was Grant that wrote this. And I don't know the issue off the top of my head. It was after Final Crisis, and it was this issue um, where Batman had died, and it was Hal Jordan and Diana and Clark all gathered in the Batcave trying to figure out the problem of Bruce Wayne. Like the world saw Batman die, and so, how do we explain Bruce Wayne without, like, ruining the secret and all these things, right? And there's this moment where uh, Alfred just keeps on coming down to the cave and just, like, kind of quietly, like, they're all in big conversations and everything about, like, what, 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 what do we do and all this shit? And um, uh, um, Alfred keeps on coming down there and just, like, bringing them tea and then, like, coming into the shot and leaving the shot and leaving and coming back. And it's Diana who finally cuts the boys off and looks up at Alfred and goes, hey, are you okay? And Alfred, just at the top of the stairs, turns around and goes, well, my son just died, so no. And he walks out. And, like, they all realize that, they've just being, that they're being dicks, that they're, like, right. talking about him as this entity. And I just thought it was just, like, it was such a fucking gut punch when I read it that, like, I had never... It had never dawned on me, but like, yeah, of course, that's how Alfred thinks of him. Like that, that that's his fucking kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like that moment, and like, anytime Peter calls Aunt May mom, <laughs> <it's> fucking, <laughs> it just rips my fucking heart out. Uh, so th- th- those are the ones that came to mind. I'm sure I've, I've given more notice. I could think of a bunch, but those are the ones. Ryan. Uh, so I already said it once. The anatomy lesson, I think, is the. F- I have I have two answers for this because one's on the art front and one's on the uh, writing front. I think that the anat well, not that the art and anatomy lesson wasn't great, but it's just you know not my favorite art in sure. the world. Uh, that that is the best written single issue I've ever read, and it combines so much like philosophy and you know interesting thinking and just all these crazy things and, and kind of questions what uh, consciousness is 
and all this stuff. And I, I just I read it over and over and over. I just bought the Absolute Swamp Thing, and I'm going to be reading that again shortly in full absolute glory. Um, I think they that, stole our name. Yeah, <laughs> Absolute Swamp Thing. What the fuck? That's far um, I uh, yeah, I think that that was like a, a high watermark for Alan Moore and he kind of set up what he was like. I don't, I can't, I feel like there's nobody that could have read that single issue and been like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read the rest of this, whatever this guy has to say. Like, I feel like anybody that reads that would have been hooked. Um, mm-hmm. A close second though, I will say, I don't remember which issue number it is, is the Sandman issue with the serial killer convention. Oh my God! Yes, oh, that's so unbelievable. Fucking good with the Corinthian. Yep. Get out of here. I read that one over <laughs> and over, and that that I, I I just always want to fucking I I just I think about that all the time, and I I, I always I always think about just the absolute uh, out of left fieldness of that issue. Well, that was know? a weird series because at first it starts out as one thing, and then it turns into right. another, and that's where I really feel like it was all of a sudden like Neil Gaiman's like. I'm here. He's just <laughs> playing. Yeah. He's just playing. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Um, so that was unbelievable. And then the, my favorite illustrated issue of all time is, without question, the nom number one. Um, ah. It is absolutely, absolutely like perfect. Golden, right? Yeah, yeah. the, the perfect – because Golden's had a lot of styles, and I, I like all of them, but that's my favorite version of Golden. And you can't he, – he, he obviously – Ended up not being able to produce it at a reasonable speed because, you know, by issue three, I think he was doing layouts and having somebody else finish them or whatever. Mm. But however much time he took on that issue, it was worth it because it is, I mean, he colored it too, which is unbelievable. The coloring is unreal on that that issue, yeah. No matter what I do, I'll probably never be a very good colorist. It's just not in my DNA. Um, And so, like legitimately the clearest best storytelling I've ever seen. The expressions on the characters are so cartoony and yet because yeah. he renders them realistically, there's still like a, a three dimensionality to it that I've, I've never seen achieved since. And I don't think I I'll have in your work. I mean, that then the nom number one, like the faces and the acting in that look re- like your, your acting reminds me so much. Well, that, that that's work. what I would say is I'm chasing that. I'll be chasing that my entire life. And if I ever get it, you know, that'd be amazing. But he is because he also did G.I. Joe and uh, that G.I. Joe issue, the yearbook, which is incredible. Um, but it didn't quite have the same render finish that the Nam did. And I think they're both exceptional and two of the best illustrated books ever. But the Nam with his colors, with all of the way that he, the way that he was doing everything, how immersive it was reading it. Like the last, there's that scene at the end. I don't know if you guys have read it, but at the end, there's a scene where they're watching a movie, and they're out in the in a field, and there's bombs going off in the distance, and every single character, it looks individual. That's watching a movie. So he, I can't even imagine how you do that. Like each character looks totally different. They're all individual. They they're identifiable and they're lit. From both the bombs exploding and the screen, the movie screen in front, and it's just—I look at that and I'm just like, I, I can't believe this. I can't believe this yeah. is happening. Like, I, I, any artist that is sane would go through and just be like, okay, here's you know, here's a couple squiggles. This means crowd. I, I don't have time to right. do all this. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, or I'll I'll cop out some way and, and you know black some stuff out. But he didn't do that. He's the man. 
That's pretty sweet. Um, um, a quick, uh, a fun, fun fact. Mm-hmm. In preparing, I had actually never read the Nam, um, mm-hmm. and when I was writing the Nam, um, it was Ryan who told me that I need to check that shit out and read that. Um, so I did for sure. Out of respect, I think it was Nick Lowe who was just like, "How do you? How are you not gonna have the characters from the Nam be in the Nam?" And I was like, "Out of respect, because this is real stupid what I'm doing, and that book is fucking <laughs> phenomenal." That being said, though, the events of the Nam, the date on it, are uh, is the same day as the events of the first issue of the Nam. I just That's I awesome. made it the same location and the same date. So, all right, Donnie, what is your favorite current series? I am endlessly delighted with G- Grant Morrison writing Green Lantern. <laughs> it's mm. fucking crazy. Mm. Hey, shit. Um, I love it. Um, um, boy, uh, Immortal Hulk is just fucking unreal, of course. Um, King Thor. If you guys aren't reading King Thor, fucking come and collect your life. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's in tatters. Um, what else? I don't read a whole lot of current stuff. Yeah, I'm, is... I, I'm actually racking my brain because I was in months behind. Well, I'm years behind. I just read things I've, all in a row. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, I just read Tom King's Miracle Man. Is that not? No, wait, not Miracle Man. Mr. Miracle. Right. It's fucking great. That's obviously. next to my bed. I haven't gotten to it, but I really um, want to read that. I just read Matthew Rosenberg's Hawkeye. Hell so yeah. dope. So good. Um, what else, man? Um... Not Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky. That's very low on my list. Is that like, a real book? Is that like a? No, he keeps like just. A saying it's a fan, that it it's is. a fanfic thing. A lot of a lot of comic shops it. are refusing to carry it. Is what I'm hearing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, what if we just started? What if I just started writing some fanfic, like of like because I'm under contract for like for like ever. What if I just started publishing like Green Lantern comics on my own? If I just started like hiring, it'd be like, great. It, right, dude. Yeah. I have. I was reading Grant's. Uh, um, GL when I was in Singapore and like I'm sure I just I I was on Meg's nerves so much because like every single time that we talked or went out and everything I was just like I don't know I was just like filled with ideas for Green Lantern and I was like oh I have this really cool idea for this and this and this and, this and that and I, I, I kept on like fleshing these things out and she was like what are you going to do with these uh-huh. <laughs> I was like I don't know I put them in a book sometime until I get there I guess I don't I don't know you could wrap um, them all up in a Nova series Those I want to hear these ideas, ideas honestly <laughs> uh, they're really cool dude they're really fucking cool and then I started thinking like should I just do these in like Make him a cipher and just like do a like an image book with Ryan, where it's <laughs> just change all this shit. Um, but yeah, I'm like fired up about lantern stuff right now in a way that I haven't been in a while. I'm a, such a fucking huge lantern kid. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, when I when my dad taught me how to read, it was on issues of Green Lantern and Amazing Spider-Man, and I've like very rarely ever fallen out of favor with either of them. Um, and so when I heard Grant was doing it. I knew that Grant was doing it like a, a maybe a, maybe a couple of years before it ever came out, and was just like resisting every urge, to just like email and be like, just fucking tell me, just just tell me what you're doing, you crazy lunatic. Um, but yeah, it's brilliant. Obviously, it's brilliant. I mean, it's Grant. Grant's out of this world. It's crazy good. Hell yeah, Ryan. I'm gonna go easy with this one. Uh, Hawks and pox. The Hawks and Hawks! Read the X Men <laughs> stuff yet, but I loved uh, House of X and Powers of X. Just so many cool ideas, great art. Um, 
you know, I'm a huge Pepe Larraz fan, uh, and Marte Gracia is one of my favorite colorists too. And he did all the colors on that stuff. It was, it yeah. was pretty great. The, uh, some of the revelations and the whole restructuring of the whole thing. I, I can't believe the liberties that he's taken with the X-Men <laughs> and that it's worked because it, it's pretty risky stuff. So that's yeah. my answer. I, uh, Meg and I are going to go on a date tonight, uh, to celebrate a, a real cool secret thing that Ryan knows about, but you guys don't know, know about. Um, uh, and the first stop on our date is the comic book store. Cause I want to buy the Hawks and Box hardcover. Uh, luckily my wife is a comic book artist and thinks that that's a real fun thing to do on a date. <laughs> I remember reading I, the, uh, the Moira issue a little bit late and I was just like, is everybody upset about this? Cause like, it's, it's just like yeah. insane. Well, I mean, I was in the rooms when, when Jonathan was first, um, you know, walking in the room and telling us all that, what he was doing. And like, I remember like the first two retreats, hearing Jonathan walk everyone through it and being like, man, I am not smart enough to understand what <laughs> this guy is talking about. And I was like, if that was any other writer on the planet, I'd be like, bro, what are you fucking talking about? Plant gates? What are you talking about, dude? What? And then, but like, you know, obviously it's Jonathan, right? So like you hear it and like any question that you ask, like you think you're being slick and you're like, oh, I got him on this. Like I'm, there's a little hole, there's a little plot hole in this because we all do that to each other. We try and like sweep the fucking leg, right? Um, but nope, foolproof, bulletproof, top <laughs> and bottom. He had it all figured out and like, you know, it's Jonathan, right? So like it, 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 there's parts of it that I was just like, man, this dude is way smarter than I'll ever be. And like this X Men book is gonna be so uh, like dense and full of information and like full and then like uh, but it's Jonathan so you know that like you don't know no, it'll be accessible it'll make sense it'll make perfect sense I remember I was like a a a I will I went up to him at the bar that we all go to after the summits and I was like hey man, can I can I can I ask you something about your <laughs> this is a true story I was asking him about your X Men like story um, and he was like yeah sure and I was like. I understand like all of the plot stuff. Like, I understand like all the stuff that you're telling me like on like a 50,000 foot looking down thing. But like, help me. When I open the comic book, what will I be looking at? <laughs> he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, like, how are you gonna deliver that information? Is it like third person captioning? Like first person? Like, Charts. Yeah, is it what I mean, charts? Um, and he was like, it's going to make sense. And I was like, I believe you. I just don't know how. And then I read it and I was like, oh, God damn it. Okay. Yeah, that's how you do that. Fuck, that's how you do that. Shit. Uh, it was. It is pretty brilliant. The 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 charts. I like to make fun of it, but the fact oh, that he can do an info dump and just restructure everything in that way is pretty smart. He's so smart. I know. I think he's an idiot, but I think that what he did was smart. <laughs> I think he stumbled into something smart. Um, uh, future note for the show. That's okay. He'll never be. He'll never listen to the show, and he'll never, he'll never be on the show. show. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll simultaneously never listen to the show, but know exactly what we've said. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, yeah. uh, we need to we need to work in uh, silly silly fun boy questions into this thing too. So like the 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 inside the actor's studio thing is just like, how did you get started acting and all this shit? And then it's just like, 
what's your favorite curse word or whatever the fuck yeah. it is, you know? Um, so we need to like work those in too. What is All your right, favorite jelly like bean, Donnie? I fucking none. Jelly beans are trash. <laughs> I agree. That's not true. I jelly bellies are great. Come on. No, yeah. jelly beans are fucking our trash candy. I, I don't eat candy anymore. I gave it up. Oh, but I mean, fucking la di da. Not eat candy and listen to Springsteen. All right, listen. Let's let's get the celeb questions going. All right. Wait, is that the last question? Did, did we do all five? I think uh, so. It's, we, it's it. We're more yeah, or less. We, we should get. We should move on. Sure. Did we do it? I think we did it. I think we did it. Um, okay, so I have prepared because I knew this is going to be a special episode. Um, it, you know, episode twenty-five. I didn't know yes. that, but that is special. <laughs> um, I reached out to some of my famous friends, um, and I asked for a question, and these are those. So um, let's play our theme song. Uh, go, go ahead, ahead Ethan. And, go ahead and leave it up. Oh, this is a different theme song. Donnie knows a lot of famous people. Here, here, here's questions from all of his friends. All right, Ethan's fired. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's, a, that's, a, that's a, another one nah, take. I, I'm not going to be able to I think that kind of slaps, that yeah. One post. That I thought this was a great question uh, who came from our famous friend, Scotty Young. Uh-huh. I thought that this was really good. What is your comic list of shame? Meaning, what are some books we're all supposed to have read but haven't, i.e. someone having not read Watchmen? Okay. Scotty has not read Watchmen, I'm pretty sure. I think he's told me that before. If it doesn't have babies in it, like, he doesn't, you know. (laughs) Go read Strange Academy. Legit, the hype is real. Strange Academy is fucking dope. I almost brought that up in my new favorite series. I haven't read it yet, but somehow I know that it's my new favorite series. Strange Academy is the truth. You're all going to be watching the fucking Netflix show in four months. (laughs) No, it's it's the fucking truth. Um, uh, Yeah, so I, I guess I should... Start or no, Ryan? Why don't you start? What's your? What's I'm trying your to think shameful? of one, but I, I would say that the fact that I hadn't read Miracle Man up to this point is pretty shameful, especially since Alan Moore is like my favorite. You know, like yeah. what the fuck took me so long? Well, uh, it took me a long that. time to. I I have read this now, but I read had read the first three volumes of Akira about literally I would say eight times, and then I wouldn't get past the fourth <laughs> to the fourth volume just because it was so much. And like I would get distracted in life, so then finally, I uh, I sat down a few months ago and was like, I'm going to read this whole thing, and I read yeah. all of it finally. So, I see. So the draft on yours, I think that all joking aside, my shame is manga. I mm-hmm. I have it is like the it is the is the is the hole in like my nerd cred, you know, for so long. Like my the thing that that was my shame. It's not a book, but it was. I had never seen any Star Trek, um, and so I was like, "Man, I gotta fix that." And and I've seen some now. I saw enough to write a couple issues of Star Trek, um, but then like it was like Doctor Who. And I, I didn't see Who. I didn't see Star Wars till I was twenty seven. Wow. Oh, dude, me, dude, same. I didn't see any Star Wars until I was maybe yeah, right, man, a little bit earlier than that, maybe like sixteen or seventeen, and I was bored to fucking tears because Star Wars is fucking boring. What? Um, what? So Star Wars what? is trash. What? Um, a, what? <laughs> no, Star Wars is trash, and we can let's hold on. You know what? What? Bookmark this. Bookmark this, and I will go through. We'll have an entire episode called Donnie Cates Kills Star Wars. All right, we're bringing every, Rosenberg on. Then it's going to be all of us. And how fucking boring! <laughs> we got to get a new a new Dude, theme every, song going listen, of Donnie's wrong opinions. 
Yeah. Every, every, single, every single time that we're in a fucking Senate hearing about trade embargoes or in some stupid fucking bar, I'm always going out of my mind. And like, or like some space battle, I'm always going out of my mind. I'm like, there's fucking space wizards with laser swords outside. This is going to be a, this is going to be a Newsarama tomorrow. That? Uh. That's trash. Dude. It's so boring. And the Mandalorian is maybe the worst. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's a dude. You might as well be hmm. watching <laughs> Teletubbies. Like it is a show for stone cold babies, dude. This is yeah, the my most kids controversial love it. thing. Yeah, I'm sure your been. kids love it. It's because it's for babies. Oh. <laughs> Oh. My cat loves it, dude. Man, the Mandalorian is—it's like watching someone else play a video game. We're gonna have to cut. I'm this mad out. at Scotty for asking this question now. Okay. Which I guess you, your generation, is into your twitches and your and your whatever. Uh, yeah. We love but our like, twitches. I, I, I love twitches. Shit. Um, We're gonna have man, to cut I'm this out. on that one. I know I am. Um, but yeah, manga as a whole, I feel like I've I have been. Um, I just missed it, honestly. I just, like, in my upbringing, like, where I lived, like, the comic book store that I went to didn't have it, didn't stock it, I wasn't exposed to it. I wasn't exposed to it until way later. Like, when I went to... Well, obviously, when I was running my comic book shops, we had, like, a sister store that had a lot of it. But I was never in charge of that store. Um, So it wasn't really around in my shop. Yeah, weirdly, Um, I got into it early. I almost went straight from McFarlane to started to read manga. I don't remember why. Yeah. Um, oh, I have a cool and, story. You want to hear a cool story real quick? Well, so I, was, I was just going to say, someone gave me like a Uzumaki book. I don't know who it was, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I remember I fucking hated their face when they gave it to oh, me. Oh, so interesting. So that's Rosenberg who gave it yeah, to you. Yeah, that was Rosenberg. <laughs> What's uh, your story? Okay, real quick. This is a quick story. So when I was younger, I would buy gunsmith cats, right? So I'm like 15 years old. I'd buy this this uh, manga called Gunsmith Cats. Um, And it was a totally normal manga. It's these two babes, you know, shooting people with guns and driving a Shelby Cobra. Lady babes? No, hot babes. Lady Uh, babes? Yeah, like I'm being misogynistic right now. So, you know, we'll we'll decide later if we have to cut this or not. All right. But that that was the point (laughs) of the thing. They were hot and they would would do this. Whatever. There was never any swearing or anything. At least like the first five I read. Then uh-huh. I get to like the sixth one, and the main character is laying on a bed masturbating, <laughs> and they're just showing everything. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" You know, like, <laughs> I I don't know about this, but like that day, I left it on my bed with the other comics that I got in that week. You know, they're just like all splayed out on my. Uh, I I actually don't think I had read it yet, and for some reason, my dad picked that day to go see what's my son doing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And he, I come home and he sits me down and he's like starts yelling at me about the things that I'm reading and I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, you know, he showed me the the comic or whatever and I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I feel like you planted this because that's not what that book's about. I've never seen that before. But that's just how manga can be, you know. They just kind of you're do the that first shit. kid in history where that excuse was real. Yeah, like you Yo, weren't lying, dude. That came out about around the same time that the. Jesus Decide uh, issues of Preacher came out. Oh. And again, I was too young to buy it, but the guy at the comic book store would let me buy whatever I wanted, really. And uh, I had that in my room at one point, and my dad found that and was like, you got books about S&M and blah, blah, blah. That's a hard arc. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Donnie, I mean, is it actually the backwards nature of manga that is what drives you away from it? It is, honestly. Like, I just, I, it really it's is. It's so easy I, to get down. I, I think that, I think that you have to kind of get into it early and, like, adapt to it. 
Um, I have tried. I've tried, and just like for whatever reason, it is. I've. I have never. I, I like to think that I've never said a disparaging word about manga. It's my fault. It, 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 it like I love the way it looks. Obviously, I'm super influenced by it in my work. Like I fucking love a giant sword, bro. Um, <laughs> you know, and like I, you know, um, uh, but yeah, it is. It is hard for me to like get into the rhythm of it that way and i know that's like i would like, take you like one volume and you'd be fine yeah i know akira especially like i've always been endlessly fascinated with akira because uh, I, I obviously i've seen the movie um uh, i have some I left to write dark horse versions i'll give you yeah okay mm-hmm. um well then yeah i will i will make a concerted effort to to try and do that because that is my that is my eternal shame um all right i have some more celebrity questions um um, so th- this one's leaving more for me. This is from uh, a young man named Jason Aaron. Jason, uh, from Kansas City, says, I know how you love to murder dogs. In what issue of Thor can I expect the grisly death of Thori? Um, uh, Jason, thank you for writing in. I don't know who the fuck that is. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna go ahead Well, and, you gotta introduce uh, him just to kill him. Yeah. He so just like, gave you an is idea. That some kind of a character in your Thor run, bro? I never heard of it. Um, no. Actually, uh, Thor is an amazing character. Uh, he's a hellhound um, uh, who is lovable. Um, and, Killable. Uh, I, I, <laughs> um, and uh, I will not. I will never kill a dog uh, that Jason Aaron created. Um, if I do, I'll bring it back, back as a ghost. Um, what if you just right. killed his real dog? I mean, that's for sure. Because, like... <laughs> that's the cares? different thing, right? That's like, a different thing. Yeah. Um, Brian Michael Bendis, um, uh, all the way from Portland. Look, I'm going to read this exactly the way that Brian wrote it, okay? This is exactly... Look, this is how this exchange went. I said, hey, man, do you have any comic book questions we could answer on our podcast? Uh, no worries. If not, we're just taking questions, and I thought it'd be fun to include you, right? And then uh, that was at uh, 12.15. Is it noon? Uh, at 4 o'clock, I still hadn't heard anything from, from, from Brian. And so I wrote back to him. I texted him. I said, ah, shit, man. Hey, sorry. Forgot you were having your big day today. Congrats. By which I mean that today is the day that uh, Superman number 18 came out and he revealed his identity to the world. And I know that Brian's been playing that for a long time. So I was like, my bad, dog. And then at 6.30, Brian said, Oh, man, I, I totally would have. Sorry, smiley face. I actually was sleeping. And I said, You can now. And that's when at the beginning of this episode, guys, I was like, Well, hey, my friend Brian is texting me. And Brian said this. Brian said, Brian from Portland would like to know if you know of any places I can illegally download your comics. Smiley. <laughs> and I can't... And I can't help... And I said, now, for you guys who don't know, uh, Brian is more than likely referring to the fact that I just got into an He's enormous... He's absolutely referring to that. Enormous fight. Did you, did you have a on stance Twitter. on pirating comics? Was that... Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wrote back to Brian. I said, I was right about that fight and I regret nothing. <laughs> which, to which Brian wrote back, we'll discuss it a different time. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
So, so maybe I wasn't right, and, and, and Brian's going to tell me that I should He might have some, fucking, like, nugget of wisdom. Which is probably, if I had to guess, that my fight only served to give him more attention. <laughs> right. Um, which is probably true of every fight I've ever been in in my life. Um, I, am, I am working on that, guys. I'm I'm genuinely genuinely working on trying to not get in that into that many fights. Um, I'm gonna have to put a screen time lock on your Twitter, like I. I have. know, dude. <laughs> I know. I'm. I just. I. Here's the thing. I still. I tweet like no one is paying attention. I'm still in my head. I'm still the dude like four years ago, starting out in comics, that like completely completely ignored, and my opinions don't matter. They still don't matter. But I forget that when I tweet things, like, people read them. And mm-hmm. that, like, I can't just, like, go into battle against fucking randos. Um, and so I have a hard time uh, not engaging stupidity. Uh, and so uh, for that, I'm sorry. But I genuinely am not an angry person. Um, uh, is that true? No, you're um, not. <laughs> I'm not. But I, 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 I realize that, like, the front-facing voice that I've had in the past few months on Twitter has been negative. And so for that, I apologize. So I've been trying to eh, pepper in some nice stuff. So, um, that was Brian's, um, very, um, <laughs> pointed question. Um, uh, Mark Wade, mm-hmm. uh, heard of him and said, uh, so that was, you know, you can, you can kind of see everyone's writing styles coming through, right? Like Scotty was like real quick and real funny. You know, Jason was like real blunt um, you know, Brian was a little snarky, you know, um, uh, a little quick, quick on his feet. Um, Mark Wade, uh, uh, the elder statesman, uh, said this. He had two questions. Number one, when dealing with established, long-running, company-owned properties, what, what are the writer's responsibilities and priorities when it comes to telling a, short, a short-term headline-grabbing story that forever changes the status quo versus... Honoring the ingredients of that status quo that have helped to make that property distinct and unique over the years. Huh. Question number two. What are Mr. Mixelplick's parents' names? <laughs> uh, Rita and Dennis. And here's the thing. The answer to both is, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> I mm-hmm. genuinely don't know. We Mark, changed Eddie's status quo over and over. I don't know. I, di- I disagree. I disagree. Um, uh, I feel like what Mark is talking about is I don't think that we have changed any status quo. We have changed You're probably right. His, yeah. His, his present day. Right. right. Um, there are certain, um, um, there's certain things that go along with someone's origin that are, are, I, I if I'm parsing what Mark is saying correctly, um, like okay, a good example would would, would be, um, you know, like the the hubris of a character leading to their origin. Okay, um, Doctor Strange, um, his carelessness and his Ryan, did you just have a stroke? I just sneezed. <laughs> you just sneezed. Okay, um, yeah. Doctor Strange's kind of self involvement, like you know, or 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 Tony Stark's, um, you know, uh, kind of like his personality that drove him to be that. You know, if you were to go back in time and tell a story that, like, 
oh no, the Enchantress came back in time and made Doctor Strange drive himself off of the thing and break his hand. It was like, well, you're fucking with a soup. Like, right. You're fucking with a primordial ooze of a character, right? And for what? Uh, for an attention-grabbing headline that uh, will buy you, you know, a few months of sales, and then you fundamentally, like, you're leaving pieces of an eggshell that the, the next writer has to come in and piece back together. Right. And, like, and like, like the, the writer after you has to come and be like, God damn it, okay, fuck, I gotta go fix that. Right. Right. Um, you know, and so it's like, Shit like that, like, you know, um, um, that's not what we're doing with Eddie. Like, we're, you know, we haven't gone back and said that, like, you know. No, we've added to his history for sure. Added not taken anything out. Yeah. Shifted off. Does that make right. sense? Yes. Um, and so, and there's ways to do that um, within its own canon, you know. I come back to it all the time, like JMS. The JMS coming in and having the character of Ezekiel and being like, well, you know, did that spider bite you after it got irradiated and the radiation gave you powers? Or was it already on its way to give you powers and the radiation killed it, right? It's a cool fucking question. Right. What that doesn't do, though, is change the fundamental primordial ooze of Peter Parker. Peter Parker, I, I, no matter which one of those origins is true, Peter Parker was a fucking nerd who walked into a lab and got bit by a spider. Right. right, and then all the power and responsibility of everything, you know, still happened. Right, and so there's a there's a way to thread it. It can be uh, hard, you know. It's really easy to tip over one way, um, but uh, I think it's I think it's it's uh, it's doable. As to the second second question of uh, of did you guys just lose me for a second. Um, no. As for the second thing of what are Mister Mixelplex's parents' names, I will respond. With a definitive, you're a fucking nerd, Mark. Uh, <laughs> no one knows that. Uh, you're probably the only person who knows that. Um, and I don't get paid to know shit about DC, bro. Um, so that's it. Um, but last, last celebrity question. Oh boy. Big question. Big one. Um, this is not the question. This is leading into the question. The question. Real, before you even ask, Donnie, I gotta say, I love the league. I, I, I love it. I don't know what you guys' favorite TV shows are right now. I'm getting really into the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The TV okay. show, the that, league. Are you guys being serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking crazy that you guys even said that. I, I love I, that show except for the bald guy. No, I. Oh, that's my favorite character. <laughs> this is gonna be. Okay, so I'm a huge League fan. I am also a fan of podcasts, and I'm also a big fan of when podcasts support podcasts. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So okay. I am maybe my favorite podcast on earth is a little podcast called "How Did This Get Made?" Good shit. And if uh, if you're not listening to it, go and find it. It is um, it is uh, a, a, a June Diane Rayfield. It is Jason Manzukis, and it is my buddy. Your friend, everyone's friend, Paul Shear. Paul Shear is a friend of mine. Paul took over uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider um, after me um, and did a wonderful uh, five-issue series um, that is called uh, a, a Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History. Um, go and pick it up wherever fine books are sold. And Mr. Paul Shear um, uh, wrote in to us and had a great question i think one of the greatest questions ever and it is this when ant-man has to face a very big bad why isn't it ever discussed that he should fly up their butthole or go in the bad person's mouth 
and just get big inside their body. Isn't this the best weapon? <sighs> really drawn well, on the, the Thanos theory that a lot of people were yeah, kicking around. The Thanos theory well, was a, yeah. Yeah. Get mm-hmm. Kevin Feige on the phone. I think we figured out the next I movie. I think I think that I I the look the B hole's gonna be a real hard sell um, to the Disney corp- corporation. I'm not saying an impossible. Well, sell. the weird thing, bad guys always have real dirty buttholes, and so they don't want to show that. They genuinely tend to. I'm looking at my I'm looking at my statue of they're Thanos. bad wipers. Um, uh, that's a crazy thing to say um i'm looking <laughs> right i'm looking at my that my because my my statue of thanos faces away from me so i'm looking at his little gold skirt and i don't know if you if you could even get up there honestly well he has really deep cheeks too so it'd be really hard to get through there you there he, he might yeah. get crushed on the way in they're like you know how his chin get them little lines in it his mm-hmm. butt cheeks got them too and it's gonna yeah. be slippery i don't think you'd have to show all of that i think you would show his facial reaction and, and you just hear everything. You'd hear. Are you I'm just saying. Right comic books. Yeah, yeah. Are you telling Paul Shear had to write comic books? I'm. Th- I'm saying. I'm saying that Paul Shear could take a little bit of advice. Yeah. I mean, wow. Ant Ant Man goes in there, right? And it uh-huh. looks like a free shot to the bee hole. Yeah. And then uh, Thanos gets uptight about something, clenches his That's butt, right? Clenches it up and kills him. Dead. Dude. Mm-hmm. Dead, Dead immediately. Dead. Now. With that rock say, hard but you, but, you, booty. I, but you know what you can't? You can't clench a nose hole. Mm-hmm. You can't clench an ear hole. Okay, yeah, so this makes sense. This is a good you question. He would automatically win. a pee hole. Right. I can. The only can. person he couldn't do this to is Wolverine because he wouldn't be able to break. Th- he'd just, like, kill himself because he'd smash up against the adamant. He'd like, be in a cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, there we go. We got a story. <laughs> he couldn't do it to <laughs> Venom because he'd, be, he'd, he'd get up in that goop. Yeah, yeah mm. that's true. Mm. Yeah, the symbiote would stop him before. You know what? Most yeah. bad guys would have a way to stop him. I'll say that. Like I think in, so in Thanos' case, it's his rock hard booty. Yeah. Uh, Venom's goop. Hank, Wolverine's adamantium. Venom's a, a smart dude. You know. Also, here's the thing: is if like there's a bunch of dudes in the Avengers, uh, dudes and ladies sitting around talking about uh, a plan in which I go up and get in some dude's uh, bee hole or nose hole or pee hole um, or ear holes. I might raise my hand and say, "Hey, I'm not into it." Yeah, I I feel yeah. like there's a there's there there yeah. must be a, well. A different you mean like in real life or fictionally? Because in real life, I know you'd be into it. No, right. well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think it's an important thing to be to to say here, and I I'm I'm shocked that I'm the only one in the room who's saying it. I'm a little bit let down by by you guys. There is a there is the question of consent. Sure. And yeah. also, I don't yeah. want to kink shame anybody who's kink is flying into somebody else's b-hole right and expanding yeah. until they explode right. now uh, thanos might have consented to a fight right sure um right. uh any of these guys yeah, might he almost certainly to, has yeah it's consented to a fight but this is a different kind of uh, it takes it to a different level yeah it takes it to a different Absolutely. level where you're you're suddenly you know there's an ethics problem in which at this point are we the bad guy and i think it's mm-hmm. worth talking mm-hmm. about you cannot yeah. listen. This is a great lesson to end this episode on. Yeah, uh, you have to have consent when you want to do butt stuff. You don't just I, do it. I as a strong. I think that's a that's a shirt. No matter a how shirt. violent a situation gets, a man's beehole is a line that you you have to or decide whether. Or a lady's beehole. Yeah, or a lady's. Or ladies' beehole, of course. 
it's got to be, you know, and it can't be like, oh, well, you know, it's really just, it's got to be vocalized. Yeah, so because, dude, now when they're fighting, shares. Ant-Man's got to yeah. ask. He's like, is right. it okay if I go into your butt? Right. He could be like, he'd be like, hey, in the event that this happens, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. are you okay? Like, is this on the table? Now is we're saying like, oh, well, what did Thanos do to deserve that? Like, that's not fucking cool. Yeah. Besides kill half of everything. Well, dude, is that, let's talk about it. Is that? Is that cool at that point? Is that a, I, here's I a question. I don't think, I don't think that's so. a Here's a, qu- a thought experiment. Would I don't think Hitler's cool. B-hole be off limits? I think so. That's just what. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just that's just how that's just how God raised me, though. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, uh, I really you think this episode might be look at it as from like a utilitarian <laughs> standpoint. Is it is win? it the greater good to just blow up Thanos's butthole or not? If is it is that better for more people than not blowing up his butthole? Right, that's a good point, yeah. Griffin. Yeah, that's a good, solid point. All right, yeah, well, this has been well, this has been a really <laughs> this has been a really solid are segment we, of are we foregoing any of the Twitter questions? I think that we can save those. I, I, let's do I don't let's let's pick let's pick three three questions in the segment. The, the segment's going to start right now. And we'll save the rest. We'll save the rest for later. This is really long. Questions. All right. From idiots. Let's do it. He's over. Our favorite. Our famous segment. Questions from idiots, a.k.a. our loyal listeners. We love them all. Yeah. Eric, man of salt. Ryan, how fatigued are you after Absolute Carnage? Are you going to purposely take a break from Venom for a while? Yes, that's absolutely <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still true? working, but but I'm working much slower than I was. I was on I was I was on a collision course with burnout. Um, you know, I I didn't burn out by the end of Absolute Carnage, uh, thankfully, uh, but I could feel it coming. So uh, I'm doing. Stuff that you know, obviously, there's still venom stuff going on. Yeah, um, and say, I'm are you still just gonna straight up lie to our fans right now. Well, I'm de- you're listen, not leaving venom with the fuck. Oh, no, I'm not. About? I'm not leaving venom. I said a little break. I, I didn't, I'm, break? Not, I'm not jumping right back into another issue of venom at the moment. I mean, I know what you're jumping into, and it's a yeah. It's, the, the, it's a whole, I guess I, I need to I need to put a disclaimer. It, you're gonna like you're not it. You're going to you're, you're, you're not going to the dance with anybody else. Absolutely not. <laughs> right. No, Eddie's Eddie's my guy. Yeah. And and I'm jumping right back in on covers and all that stuff. But yeah, that's you right. know the the interior stuff I'm doing right now I can't talk about. But uh, mm-hmm. you, I needed a little I needed a little breather. I couldn't jump right back into doing the monthly grind. Yeah. So, um, but I'm I'm gearing up and ramping up to what will be surely be a, a harder monthly grind than even Absolute Carnage was. So, yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, gonna be sweet, Donnie. For for you, yes. Is there any moment in the issues of Venom that Ryan didn't work on that you now regret not getting to see his take on? Mm, no, I mean, cause like we've had such under- good artists on the series. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like for me to answer that, that would that would be me kind of taking away from the amazing artists that have worked on on the on the on the on the main Venom title. I mean, Ibon is just unreal. Um, his his take on those moments are are kind of defining for that series now you know uh, dylan's power is kind of coming um to a head and then you know eddie and dylan i mean especially um the our last issue of absolute carnage which actually is venom number 20 is that right number 20 
something mm-hmm. like that, some 22 or some shit like that, um, where we reveal the Council of Reeds and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that was Ibon and, 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 and being able to come in and kind of own that that moment that is obviously going in big places. Um, I think that no. Ibon's a nice transition from me, too, honestly. Like, yeah. I think that he's he lives in the same world that I do. Absolutely. As does Bagley. Um, as does Bagley. For stuff coming up. Yeah. And Kassar. Um, the Venom the Venom Island stuff is fucking unreal. Um, it's uh, Bagley's having such a good time, and and Bagley and I together are having such a good time. Um, the only bad part about it is how unbelievably fast he is, and how fast <laughs> I have to write for him. Um, but it's really it's been keeping him on, on my toes, and it's been great. the editor no, sent me I... the PDFs of some of that stuff, and I can't wait to read it. And just yesterday. Because you guys sent me the f- entire first issue of Venom Island, the pencils, just the pencils. I've been yeah. printing those out and looking at them so that I can learn how to really? loosen up a little bit. Because I get, yeah. you know, I get a little too tight with my pencils. You like that the, new Eddie? Unnecessary. Do I like the new Eddie? Yeah. Yeah. A new look? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, right? I fucked it up, remember? If you recall, I've already fucked I, it up. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> um... All right, we got we got we got we got time for two more. Make them make them count, and then we're out. Yeah, two more. All right, um, Eric had a quick PS. He says Chip's been real quiet as of late. Stay woke. He might be waiting for the right moment Stay to strike. Stay woke. Good point. Good point. Um, Cha, do you or Don Cates, Griff Sheridan, Tales to Astonish, have any plans of coming to C2E2 next year? Would it be awesome to meet the OG Stagman Show crew. That would be totally fucking sick in my J. Jonah Jameson voice, he says. It would mm, be interesting that you picked that, that question, Griffin. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm definitely going. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that I can get Griffin and Ethan out there. Donnie won't be there. I'm for um, sure not fucking going, guys. Be <clears throat> in pieces. As, but I, yeah. I'm trying to travel less. Ooh, sick. All right. One last one for the show here. It's from a Mr. Um, Matthew Rosenberg. Oh, shit. Why was Donnie too good to come on the show when I was a guest? What's that about? What was Matthew a guest? Yeah, last week. Well, look, I felt it was I, I wanted to I wanted to call in to our hotline, but I wanted I wanted Matthew to be able to talk about Hawkeye Freefall from Rosenberg and Otto Schmidt on sale January first, wherever ever uh, a beautiful comic books are sold because it is fucking amazing. This is a not paid for plug whatsoever. Um, well, paid you know, for in friendship. Paid for in beautiful, beautiful friendship. I wanted Matthew to come on here and, re- and re- reveal his light and his beauty uh, to all of our millions of followers. That's why. And he he got a little taste of those millions of dollars he we bring got in. A little taste, taste. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, he before did? we go though, I, I I would be remiss if I didn't do one thing. And Ryan, if you don't have time for it. Um, I, that's fine, but I did want to ask you a question and I think this would be a great way to go out. Um, I wanted to ask about, um, your wife having AIDS. Oh my God. <laughs> you want this long? <laughs> you left all this time. All right. I have been, I have been given a story at the end of every episode. This is a good one. Yeah. So Ryan, story time. Everyone who wants to fucking animate a story. Get your pencils go. ready, because I was told in Louisville uh, by Ryan, maybe a little bit of a drunk Ryan, 
to mm. prompt him and walk him into this story. So, Ryan? Uh, okay. Well, this is the story of when my wife had AIDS. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the good news is she, she no longer has AIDS. Um, this was, so when Oliver, my eight-year-old, this was uh, also how I discovered that I have an anxiety disorder. So that's fun. Uh, I um, went, we went to the first ultrasound to see our baby in my wife's stomach. And, uh, you know, we get the, we see the images and I'm like, you know, I'm like on cloud nine, my, my heart's racing. I'm just like, oh my God, this is so cool. And, uh, they, I, they, they gave me little pictures. I take pictures of them. I'm sending them to my sisters and my mom and everybody. I'm like, there's the baby, you know? And, uh, they go, they go, uh, could you just go wait in that room? Then we're going to talk to her for a minute and then we're going to bring you in. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, I don't know anything about this. I'm like, this must be how it goes. So. I go in this other room and I'm still just texting everybody and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to have a kid, blah, blah, blah. And then they call me into the room and it's the gynecologist's office and um, he's looking at me kind of like, he's, he's foreign. I got to say that. So, so his, his accent's pretty thick. I don't think he's communicating that well with me. And uh, I walk in and my, I see my wife and she's looking at me and she's crying. She starts crying when she sees me. And... Uh, so I sit down and I'm like, what's going on? Oh shit. You know, like my kid's mm-hmm. going to, you know, he's going to have some sort of complication or whatever. And, uh, the guy says, and I'm not going to do an impression of his accent, but just know that it was a thick accent. I think he's Pakistani. And, uh, he tells me, uh, your wife has tested positive for HIV. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You know? Uh, and he's like, uh, she, yeah, she took the, uh, you know, we always give them an HIV test when they're pregnant and, uh, she's tested positive. And I'm like, Ooh, like I immediately go sheet white. I start sweating. Like I'm pouring sweat from my head and, uh, I'm, I'm starting to ask questions. I'm like, well, what, what does this mean? Like, it, it does the, is the baby going to have HIV? Like, and I'm thinking like, she, mom, what, what the fuck? How does she get HIV? And then he's like, well, you know, there's, there is a possibility of a fa- false positive. And so then I latch onto that. I'm like, well, what, you know, like, did, have you seen that before? Meaning, have you seen a false positive before? And he goes, um, he goes, yeah, sure. I have patients that have HIV. And I'm like, <laughs> So he's answering it as though she has HIV. So again, I keep asking, I'm trying to ask questions and I'm starting to like lose my, my visions going out. And, uh, and he, I said, uh, I said, well, like, will she be okay? Or will the baby be okay? And he says, Magic Johnson has AIDS. (laughs) And I'm like, again, this isn't answering my question. So all of a sudden he goes, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. He goes, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not. And I like start to stand up and Aaron's just sitting there like crying and like trying to, you know, handle me or whatever. And uh, so I stand up and he's like, I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. And I start walking to the bathroom. And as I'm walking down the hall, I'm like sliding down the hall, (laughs) down the wall. And I fall to the ground. And then I like army crawl into the bathroom. And then I lay on the bathroom floor and and I just fell asleep. I just passed out. Oh, my goodness. So then, I don't know how long I was out. I don't think it was that long. Maybe like five minutes. I come, I come to, and I come out of the bathroom, and he's like, uh, do you want an orange? I'm like, sure, you know, whatever. Give me an orange. Um, <laughs> whatever the fuck that's going to do. 
This and, is a really uh, fun story. I love yes. It. And then so, I, so finally I, I get the, the question <laughs> right, and I go, what percentage of you thinks that she has HIV? And he just calmly goes, oh, I'm 99.9% sure she does not have HIV. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Lead like, with that, dude. Yeah. Lead with it. Yes. What the hell? Like, why? Like, and she, Aaron insists that what happened was I walked into the room and she started crying. And then he saw my face go sheet white, like, because I thought something's up. And then she thinks that he panicked and didn't know how to answer the questions that I was asking. And, you know, obviously there's a bit of a language barrier. So, anyway, so that's pretty much where it ends. But he did say um, to go next door. And get an HIV test just in case while she because because basically the way the HIV test works is you you have the first test which catches any sort of immune system regular irregularity that could be HIV which is a cheaper test and then you get the expensive test to find out if you actually have it so um, in the meantime while we're gonna wait for those results because that takes like six months um, I, he tells me to go next door and get an HIV test and I go and then they're like, we'll call you on Monday and let you know the results. <clears throat> this is on a Friday, of course, so I can't get the results till Monday. So I'm just sitting there like still, even though in my, at this point, Aaron knows she doesn't have HIV. I can, I'm now like PTSD, a tra- trauma survivor <laughs> who's like, can't, can't get my mind around the fact that this isn't true. So Monday, they don't call me. And finally, I call them at like 4.30 p.m. and they close at 5. And I say did you guys get the t- my test results for HIV? And they say, uh, hold on. And they go and they look for him. And they come, the woman comes back and she goes, oh, it's positive. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and she goes, I mean, it's positive news. You don't have HIV. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. This is like, uh, have you guys seen Arrested Development at all? <laughs> yeah, this was totally like I was like in some sort of sketch yeah then, holy shit so then the delivery happened and that was its own special problem so obviously we didn't use him again for the uh for harrison is this a recommendation um, for whatever hospital you went to <laughs> yeah so well, i mean so i guess hospital, we didn't go to that hospital we didn't go to that guy yeah. like we I, my, I love Oliver, that like is Oliver you're doing okay with AIDS? aaron's aaron is fine I mean, she's she's just like Magic Johnson, right? She's just yeah, like just you know like day to day, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, she, so yeah, I did all the research on it afterwards, and I found out all the information. I was like, this motherfucker <laughs> screwed up the way that he delivered this, this information so royally. Thing I've ever heard in my life. I was, I will say though that like Ryan and Aaron, Ryan and Aaron and Meg and I all went out to dinner. This really nice place. And in the car, in the cab ride home, Ryan starts telling this story, and finishes in the, in the lobby of the hotel, and we kind of went our separate ways after that. Um, and Meg and I were in the elevator up, and Meg goes, Meg goes, I think it is so sweet that Ryan passed out when Aaron got AIDS, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I almost pissed myself laughing. <laughs> it's my favorite sentence. <laughs> I do talk Vegas about it all the time. Ever I, as said. the time when Aaron had AIDS, we talk about it all the time. Because it is very cute. In my, it is very cute. In my mind, though, I experienced. I have experienced one hundred percent being told yeah. that your wife has HIV. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally, and handled it like, like a fucking. Champ. Because in my mind, 
Yeah. This is what happened. Like of he course. told me this. This is the way he delivered the information. <laughs> so I know what it's like. Just That's you amazing. know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, that is a glorious <laughs> end to episode number twenty-five. It's a hell of an anniversary. I There's love that a... you passed out in this hospital and nobody, nobody. Well, they got him, orange, bro. <laughs> they, they got him that orange. Oh man, that's pretty nice. But you're I like seriously, sliding I was down the wall, up. you're crawling on the ground, and people are just like. Oh, I I remember everything about that time in my life so vividly because it it really was like PTSD. It was nuts. Wow. Like I, oh, I'm not even going to go into anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, yeah. I'll say I, I think that's a that is an eloquent and beautiful way to wrap everyone. Um, everyone. You know, um, treasure what you have, and, yeah. and love and love the people, the people around you. Because someday some idiot could make <laughs> up the fact that your spouse some doctor has AIDS. is going to give your wife AIDS. Everybody, tweet <laughs> in to Ryan at Ryan Stegman right. if you've been accidentally yeah. told that you have AIDS. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Share your accidental AIDS stories. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's the thing, right? That's the thing that we should go away from this episode. Is, is that, that the name of this episode, Accidental AIDS? Yeah, I think <laughs> that don't, don't go into people's buttholes without yeah, consent. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, don't uh-huh. pirate comics. Uh, right. Read manga and mm-hmm. um, get double tested for AIDS. And those, things are, those things are all on equal ground those, as far as how important are, they are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, we really did it, guys. I, you know what? Good job, um, everyone. Yeah. All right. Um, you want to take you know, take us out of here? I can close it out. Yeah, thanks for listening to not just this episode, but twenty five episodes of Stegman and his amazing friends. It's been super awesome, and we're gonna pump out twenty five more awesome episodes, and then twenty five more after that, and and then maybe we'll cap it off like seventy five because a nice end. Um, that's Donny Cates uh, with our royalty free outro music. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, you can find all of our episodes at stegmanandfriends.com. If you want to email the show, you can email us at stegmanandfriends at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at stegmanshow. Uh, the Twitter questions we didn't get to this week, we'll get to um, another time very, very soon because we got a lot of really awesome questions on there. Uh, Ryan. Oh, any closing thoughts? <laughs> you want? No. I think we were going to hit it right. real hard okay. there. Good point. You are at Ryan Stegman uh-huh. on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Donnie, any closing thoughts besides your long list of things people should do in your music? Mm-hmm. Are you on SoundCloud? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. You can follow me on Twitter at Don Cates for more uh, fantastic reads and dope beats. Chicka, 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 chicka. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, I'm Griffin. I'm at Griff Sheridan. Ethan is here. He's at Tales to Astonish. And uh, hey, that's the episode. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you all next week for whatever next week Our is. special Christmas episode. Yeah. Our holiday jingle episode. Bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the... Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 that's it. Peace. <laughs> all right. <laughs>